Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I'm joined once again by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you on this fine Sunday? I'm good, Greg. It's good to be back. What's going on? It is great to be back. And actually, first of all, we are recording this on Sunday, Easter Sunday. So happy Sunday uh, to everyone that observes out there. Um, I know a lot of people spend a lot of time with uh, friends and family. I personally, like literally like family wise, it's just me and my wife out here in Nebraska. So <laughs> really these holidays um, are always a little weird for me. Um, and I know, Jansen, you've got your family's out in California, right? So you probably are in yeah. the same boat, right? Yeah, same boat. They're uh, celebrating Easter Sunday without me, but <laughs> uh we're near the end of spring ball so i'll get to go see them soon okay good yeah it's funny but like speaking of family like my dad popped up yesterday and sent me a picture um from bellagio in vegas like that him and his wife just decided to go to vegas for easter so it's like that's kind of a weird easter choice but hey we'll, we'll roll with it uh but like you said we're here at the end uh or nearing the end of spring football and there's been a lot happening out of in nebraska recruiting as matt rule has had visitors it feels like lots of them every day so let's dive right in what do you got jason yeah, I'm going to throw us right into the fire, Greg, with some Dylan <laughs> Riola talk. He's a he's a name we've mentioned a, a couple times on this show. Once or twice. Yeah. And there was a little bit of confusion that kind of stirred up yesterday because his teammate had posted a post-visit photo. No, they were not in Lincoln yesterday. But I thought that this would be a good opportunity to kind of talk about Dylan's recruitment a little bit because he he's not one that talks a whole lot. So <laughs> we kind of have to do a little bit of speculating here. So I'll throw you this first question, Greg. Who has the momentum right now in Dylan Ryle's recruitment in your eyes? Yeah, first of all, it's a great call that, and, and kind of recognition that he does not do a lot of talking in this recruitment. And it's funny because Steve Mark, our, our co-worker here, football guy, um, noticed that the other day, just messaged me about that. I was like, hey, we see very few quotes from Dylan himself. First of all, I think that that's totally normal. Um, and some of these, what I call kind of mega recruitments, these ones that are so huge and there are so many people trying to talk to him, that makes sense. Then he's got a very famous father that is very comfortable talking to us. Um, and so he does most of the talking and they're totally fine um, with doing that. You know, like I said, that's that's pretty standard and normal for these really big recruitments. Um, so they'll don't read into that. As far as the question with the momentum right now, I would say that Georgia has the momentum right now. And, and it has been an interesting kind of roller coaster as it relates to Georgia, in that we went through this weird period where so after the well around the national championship game right he was at the national championship game he's in georgia gear like he sees the confetti drop for them they win back-to-back -back national championships and everybody starts predicting that he's going to commit to georgia that kind of slowed down it didn't happen he continues to take those visits and then it became well georgia maybe that those georgia visits are going to get canceled he's not going to go there in the spring and i was like i reported on inside nebraska like no no no, hold your horses on that i know nebraska fans want that to happen for those visits to be canceled but that's not what's happening he's going to go on that visit he goes on that visit georgia has the momentum again the following weekend he, is when he came to Nebraska for their big junior day. And that didn't really seem to change anything perception-wise that Georgia has the momentum. Georgia seems to have survived that big Nebraska visit along with kind of like all of those other recruits that were there and have them kind of rolling out the red carpet. And like I said, it feels like Georgia has the momentum right now. I do not think that a commitment is coming like 
within the next month or so. I still think that he'll end up taking an official visit or two. Obviously, he's going to take the one to Georgia, and that's the only one right now that's officially on the books. But yeah, I think the Bulldogs have the momentum. But we've seen this thing take twists and turns. I would not say, like, don't write any of the contenders off in this scenario, even though right now, if I had to say, it's the Bulldogs with the lead. Yeah, and it sort of makes you wonder, like, how long will this process play out? And at what point is Nebraska going to have to, and any school that's recruiting Dylan as their priority, if he's only going to pick one school, obviously. So (laughs) they're all going to have to have sort of this backup plan. And, you know, Nebraska, one of the guys in their back pocket for a while was probably Daniel Kalen, who committed to Missouri. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you think Nebraska will start to form this contingency plan in the event that they lose out on Dylan? Or do you think that process has already started to begin? Yeah, I do think that process has started to begin. Um, and, and the name that has surfaced um, has been Dante Reno, uh, a quarterback from the Northeast, who is actually committed to South Carolina, committed to, um, he was being recruited by Marcus Satterfield, Nebraska's current offensive coordinator. So we know that there's A, a connection there, B, a, a really good, if not perfect fit for what he wants to do, what Satterfield wants to do offensively. Um, and, and so that's kind of a name that has been thrown out there. Um, and it's not like just speculation. I think that Nebraska is like trying to, you know, contact him and see if they can get him to campus um, to really build that. He has publicly at least said that he's very comfortable and happy with his South Carolina commitment. Of course, that's what he's going to say. Um, quarterbacks especially have to kind of really be guarded about that stuff because you can really affect your your current recruiting class as a quarterback, and especially a nicely rated, solid four-star quarterback like Reno is. Um, and as far as Danny Kalen goes, that, was, that one was tough, right? Nebraska had to basically tell him, and they were very honest with him. I know this for a fact. They were honest with him and said, we had we have to see what happens with Dylan Rayola before we can really pursue you. If we if we do pursue you, um, he had options. Decided not to wait for that, and that's you know well within his rights. It would not shock me if Nebraska tried to circle around and talk to him. We'll see where that goes. Um, but as of right now, that recruitment that, that commitment is very new, so he's probably not that receptive right now. Now, when Dylan visited over the big junior day weekend, it's no secret he was the most prized recruit that was on that visit. And as you mentioned, the momentum, it seems like it shifted Georgia's way. We don't know for sure. But um, looking at some of the other recruits that were there with Dylan, which recruits has Nebraska, in fact, gained momentum with out of that big junior day that they had? Yeah, I, well, I think that there's two that I know we're going to talk about um, that really have, like, <laughs> they, they made as big of an impression with them as with anybody, and that's the the two Matter Day kids, um, offensive tackle Brandon Baker and running back Nate Frazier. Um, those guys were are two, like, to me, really, really important guys coming out of that weekend, or going into the weekend, and then also coming out. A, they're, they're both really highly rated, but B, they play positions that, in my opinion, at Nebraska should always be glamour positions, um, offensive line and running back right it's a long lineage and history with those two positions here at this school when Nebraska is good those two positions are very good they haven't been as uh, up to par here in recent years and Nebraska hasn't been as good I don't think that that's a coincidence um so those are a couple of guys the one guy too that I also want to make sure to throw out and he completely has blown up since that visit weekend is Idaho wide receiver Gatlin Bear um he's just put up some blazing track times um down in Texas when he went down there for a 
meet that had all sorts of like superstar football talent and recruits down there at that one. And he was the fastest kid down there by a decent margin. Um, and he's since picked up an offer from Georgia and in Texas and a few others. Um, and so he's a kid that Nebraska, though, made a really nice impression on as well. Yeah, and I definitely want to ask you here in a second about Brandon Baker and Nathaniel Frazier, because those are two really interesting recruits that Nebraska's mm -hmm. seemingly become a factor with. Um, but staying on this topic of, as you said, the glamorous offensive line position, right. there's a recruit, an in-state recruit, a very important one that would be uh, Omaha Central offensive tackle Caleb Pye from, I think I'm saying his last name correctly, yeah. He made a return visit to Lincoln recently. Um, his recruitment's been interesting because we talked this time last year. It was uh, Iowa had a lot of the momentum and um, Matt Rule got to give him credit. He's kind of it seems like he's resurrected the recruitment and um, reestablished some of those relationships and made up some lost ground. So where do things stand in his recruitment and does his visits uh, indicate that Nebraska is becoming more of a factor? Yeah, so he's taken two visits to Nebraska um, this spring alone, right? Um, and I think that that I think it's a great sign for Nebraska getting back in the mix with him. And I think and in, in when we talked about this, I think I said this actually is that one of the things that Iowa specifically did, and this is super smart. It's the same thing um, that uh, it's a tight end Ben Bramer. What it happened with him in Iowa State during all of the turmoil that Nebraska went through last year, you're going to lose ground on some recruits, right? Like in smart schools, will be able to capitalize on that Iowa was able to capitalize that and jump out to a lead with Caleb um and he I think that he's a really talented prospect I think he's actually underrated um here in the state and he's listed he's kind of a, a solid three star but I think that if, as we go kind of through the evaluation period um here I think he's going to get moved up some um and so Nebraska has done a really nice job of getting back in there because they've consistently contacted him um I know that you know he's kind of mentored by a guy that I talked to quite a bit and that I've done a couple of stories on Abdul Muhammad um who is now actually coaching over at Omaha Central, um, one of the coaches for for Caleb as well. And he obviously has strong Husker ties um, and, and likes to, you know, show kids how what you can do at Nebraska. And I know that he's kind of doing that with Caleb. And so those two factors of having kind of a mentor saying, okay, maybe you should give the home state school a look and the ability of Matt Rule and his staff to be able to build those relationships. I think it was just a matter of time before Nebraska got back in this race. Like one thing that we've consistently seen with all of these recruits is that when recruits give have an open mind and give Matt Rule and his staff a chance, they're going to make some ground up, right? Because you just they're just very good at building those relationships. Um, I think this is a great thing, and this is a building storyline that I think we're going to talk more and more about as, as we get closer to the season with where Nebraska is with Caleb Pyfrom. Yeah, and just a closing thought on that. It's, it's impressive because not always can you – resurrect a recruitment or make up some lost ground. I mean, Matt Rule's tried it in the past with um, uh, Zane Flores. He, mm -hmm. I know that was a bit of a different scenario where it was really late in the cycle, yeah, but so some, yeah. some kids, they, they just don't want to have that conversation after they've made a strong relationship with another coaching staff. And then uh, it seems like he single-handedly resurrected Dylan's recruitment, which was yeah. dead in the water, it seems. So, Really interesting to see how that one will play out. But sticking back on the offensive line discussion and also the running back one, I wanted to return to those two modern-day prospects that Nebraska brought in. 
And it's fascinating that Nebraska got them on campus in the first place because modern day is a powerhouse high school in Southern California that consistently churns out four and five star recruits. And typically those kids are looking at USC and maybe another elite school like Alabama where Bryce Young's a modern day product to give you an example. So for Brandon Baker, offensive tackle, five-star and Nathaniel Frazier, four-star running back, what kind of impression has Nebraska made specifically on those two? Yeah, I think that the, the big thing with them is what one, first and foremost, relationships with it, it always comes back to that as being able to build that. But I think it's specifically too with both of those kids, and I'm glad you mentioned them being from all the way out west. It's getting over that perception of what Nebraska is like. And I feel like I'm always saying this. And the reason that I'm always talking about this is because every time I talk to recruits, it feels like it comes up. And it definitely came up when I talked to Nate Frazier and he goes, Hey, I didn't know what Nebraska was like when I, I didn't, I thought it was just going to be nothing. There'd be nothing out there. This football field would basically be in the middle of a cornfield. And then he was not only talking about the city of Lincoln and what he saw with that and the facilities and the campus. He also talked about kind of the amount of millionaires that are in Omaha, you know, what you can do post football and all of that right so first of all that tells me that nebraska has strong communication skills because that's definitely something that was either on a pamphlet that they gave him <laughs> or that was part of a powerpoint presentation right like he didn't just know that but he also did say that he researched nebraska and he knew some of the history with them being the original running back you and all of that so i think that once you kind of start to put those puzzle pieces together yeah it starts to become a real attractive destination for guys like that but it's getting that over that initial hump of guys even wanting to give Nebraska a chance. And that's part of what I think is really interesting about what Rule has been able to do in a short order, right? Like, and doing that without having any wins on the resume here at Nebraska. Once that starts to happen, then you can really get over that hump and speed that process up. But even like having that first step to where guys are giving them a chance, and then they knock it out of the park when they get them here on campus to the point to where both of those guys are talking about returning already. Um, that's a really good mix, right? And that's how you start to build that because it is important to remember too that Nebraska is behind on this 2024 class, right? Like we talked so much with the 23 class and how they had to hit the ground running and they had to make up all this time with that. And they did a great job of building that and the transfer portal, right? With To finish the 23 class, you forget that that time is actually really important for you to get ahead on 24, the next class, and they weren't able to do that. So keep that in mind as Nebraska builds this 24 class and keep it in mind for what they could do for, for the 2025 recruiting cycle too, when they have more time. Yeah, you mentioned them possibly uh, returning. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're both slated to return for the spring game. So if that's the case, uh, what does that mean for Nebraska that they are going to make return visits? Yeah, it's huge. That was, remember Matt Rule, we asked him, I, I can't remember if, if I asked him or if it was Satterfield maybe that I asked at that press conference the next one after the big um, junior day about, you know, what, what their goals were kind of coming out of that um, and if they hit them. And one of the things that both of those guys, or that Matt Rule said was, we want to get return visits. Like this was kind of, it was a big introductory weekend where, yeah, we want to make up ground or we want to get into the, um, get deeper into their recruitment. But we also want to introduce them to what we do as a football uh, program now here at Nebraska and what Lincoln is like. So that's check done just by getting them there. But getting those return visits is the most important thing because that shows you, A, that you're actually hanging around in that recruitment and that you're a real player, like you said, for especially in those in the case of those particular two prospects. Um, and then 
getting them back for the spring game is just huge because we know that the spring game is different here at Nebraska than it is other places. Um, and to hear several prospects actually mention that, but hey, I definitely want to get back for the spring game because I know what that's like. I need to see those fans. I need to see that. Those are great things that I heard consistently uh, from recruits that were here that weekend. So yeah, it can make another big impression to then be able to get those kids here back for the spring game. Yeah, I could only imagine that a spring game atmosphere would only help Nebraska's chances with guys like that. So let's let's stick on the the trajectory of offensive line, and we got a we got a new commitment, another Texas boy, one of Sorry. probably many Texas boys that are gonna join Nebraska. And I think Steve Marks said that this kid's just got a Texas name, Gibson Pyle. <laughs> he he's our newest commitment. Um, out of is it? I forget what city in Texas. It's the Dallas area, I think. Uh, uh, Klein, Texas. Klein, Texas. Uh, what are your thoughts and impressions on Gibson Pyle and his commitment to Nebraska? Yeah, I, I really like Gibson. Um, I, he, I've been a fan of his since he kind of came on the radar. And I think the 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 biggest thing for me is something that Steve and Jay Foreman kind of noted in their black shirt breakdown is he's got a nasty streak to him, right? And I think that that's one of those things that I always look for with offensive linemen. Do you want to go out there and finish blocks, right? I think that's the first thing that I need to see on film um, in those highlight huddle tapes. And you definitely see that on there with him. I also like that, you know, every time I look up, I feel like I'm seeing him post a workout video. Like he's always in the gym um, getting after it and working on his craft. Um, he's got kind of some specialized trainers down there in Texas that he works with. I think that that's awesome. And just talking to him, I think he's a really good kid, right? He's a really nice kid, um, likable. Um, and the most offensive linemen are great interviews. Like I don't, if you guys know that or not, like it comes up all the time. We joke about it kind of internally. Like you talk to an offensive lineman and it's like talking to a kid that's like 10 years older. Like it's just so interesting. And a lot of personality. Yeah, they always have personality. And so it's just offensive linemen are just always great. But I think it's a really good pickup for Nebraska. And I think that um, they like him more as an interior guy than a tackle. He probably plays tackle um, some on his high school team. All of the best offensive linemen in high school play tackle, it feels like. Uh, but Nebraska does like him as an interior guy. And I think that he's a nice get out of Texas. And again, it continues that Texas pipeline. I think you're going to see at least a handful more guys uh, from that state end up in this class. All right, Greg, final question is another Texas conversation uh, between track stars and Texas athletes. Those are key words when we're talking about Matt Rule recruits. But uh, there's a four-star defensive tackle, 2024 class, Makai Sina, I think I'm saying his name right, out of Arlington Martin High School, who put Nebraska in his top 10. And 10 schools is a lot of schools, and we normally don't make a big fuss about that, but I'm not going to steal your thunder. Why is this one interesting? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the first thing is, is like he, so he's offensive defensive lineman. Um, I think he could play either in college. Nebraska's recruiting him for offensive line. Uh, so continue that offensive line talk. I like it. Um, Makai is a big deal for Nebraska because he's another Arlington Martin um, player. So the same high school that Bob Wager just came from, Bob was his coach um, last year, obviously. And for the, for the previous years of his high school career, obviously teammates with Jeremiah Charles and Ishmael. Ishmael Smith Flores. Um, Ishmael was already tweeting out, hey, come on, follow your teammates uh, to Nebraska, um, you know, Arlington to Nebraska, all of that stuff. And I know, you know, from when I was down there in Arlington for that Under Armour's camp, both Ishmael and Jeremiah told me that they were already working on Makai uh, to get up to Nebraska, at least for a visit to check it out. So that's where I'll start. 
it's a big deal for Nebraska to be on the top 10 because they need to get him on campus. They have not had him on campus yet. Um, he didn't know when I spoke with him at that camp, if he was going to be able to make it and all of that. Um, and so I think that this is a sign that he could end up coming out for the summer, either to be at like with that Friday night lights camp or one of those, you know, individual camps that they'll be putting on or just come out for an unofficial visit. Um, and I think Nebraska, if they can get him on campus, I think that they'll, they could make a really big push because you start to have that familiarity, right? You, he's probably another, kid that's in that boat of and I'm not sure about this Nebraska place I know you guys say it's great and I know I got two teammates there my former coach but I don't know about it maybe it's not what you guys are saying it is if he comes to Nebraska I think Nebraska will shoot up dramatically in his recruitment but they need to get him on campus soon because Texas A&M is trending in this recruitment um, and so the Huskers get him on campus they've got a shot all right, Greg, I'm going to throw one more surprise question at you. Right. Over under eight Texas recruits pick Nebraska in this cycle. Man, eight. I think I'll go under on eight. I cannot remember the number. I think me and Nick Harris said it at five or five and a half. I think when six, we did that yeah. Pot. It was a six. Okay. Yeah. And I think we both said under or over on that. So with, with you with eight, I'm going to say under because I still think seven. I think seven is a sweet spot um, on that. But I do think we're going to continue to see more. We're going to see here coming up as we get deeper into the spring and then into the summer. I think we're going to see a lot of Texas visitors um, start to make their way up to Lincoln as that weather turns turns up here. I think that that's also a little bit of strategy that they've been playing with that too. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. Well, Greg, it's uh, Easter Sunday. So let's, uh, let's wrap this one up and yeah, I'll let you take it away. All right. So uh, thanks again, you guys, for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, like this video and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get these videos directly into your feed. Uh, make sure you're also checking out Inside Nebraska, nebraska.rivals.com for continued coverage of spring football as we've got just a couple of weeks left um, until the spring game, which you know will be another huge recruiting weekend. Um, and we'll be back and we'll catch you guys next time.